0: responder or a patriot looking for a place to put your skill set, your thoughts, and or want to help continue the mission, you have come to the right place. We are the People's Patriot Project and we want to be the shock and awe when it comes to meeting the needs of our veterans and first responders. We are dealing with a new enemy in today's world where the wounds are not always seen. We want you to be part of this mission in saving lives and making a difference. Welcome to Play Time, we got your six at stick. Now here's your host, Shad Turner of Veterans Unite Podcast and the People's Patriot Project, and as always, Patriot Pride.
1: boys and girls. Welcome to another episode of We Got Your Six at Six. I'm the host of the Veterans Unite podcast, Chad Turner. And we've got Mark Peterson and Andrea Eichmann from the People's Patriot Project joining us. And tonight we've got a fantastic episode. And if you saw that little short start something or other we had going on earlier, we don't know what happened there. Um, Technical difficulties. But we are live now. We've got Nick Richardson from uh, Greater Veterans on tonight. And we've also got our our first uh, foxhole participant, uh, Brian, with Project Die Hard. But before we get tonight's show started off, we need to do the Pledge of Allegiance. So if you're wearing a hat, take it off. If you can stand, stand. And let's say the pledge. I pledge allegiance Allegiance to the flag flag
2: of the the United United States States of America.
3: Individual liberty and justice, for, justice all. for all.
1: Hey, all Jeremy right. Daniels,
0: thanks for coming back, dude. Thank you, thank you.
1: <laughs> so what's going on, guys?
0: All kinds of stuff. Okay, so that little stutter thing... Um, I'm just going to share out right away. Uh, So tonight's episode, we're going to give call outs right off the bat to uh, Kohler Chevrolet in um, Duluth. Well, Hermantown, actually, Minnesota, Barker's Island Inn. It's actually an island in Lake Superior right off. um, There's a little town, Superior. It's a little college town Mm -hmm. way up on the northern part of um, Wisconsin across from Duluth. And there's a guy built an island. Eric knows the whole history. I don't know. So Shannon, the GM there, and then Gronk's is a cool, oh my gosh, they have awesome wings. They did dinner for our Christmas family last night, and we'll talk more about that later, but uh, I'm just going to not make excuses, but that's why maybe Mark and I are a little off. We had a super exciting day. Um, well, he took them up Friday night. Both of us spent the day with them yesterday, and then I, went, I stayed last night and uh, got them back home today, so... It was great. We'll tell you guys all about it later. Um, That was one of the most exciting things
1: for us.
0: How about you guys?
1: Well, I know for my part, I've just been uh, working my butt off all week. And then this weekend, we made uh, what we call Costa Rican tamales. And if you've never had them... One, you need to go to either Veterans Unite podcast on Facebook or to my personal page, Shad Turner on Facebook, and you can see pictures of the um, the table we had set up. We ended up making like a hundred and ten pairs, <laughs> so you know that's like what two hundred and twenty tamales altogether. And they're not like your Mexican tamales. No, no, no. These are one. They're wrapped in banana leaves. Total different flavor. Hell of a lot better. Two, there each one is a meal in itself. I mean, it, it's got a, a big-ass scoop of mazza in it. We've got um, shredded pork, carrots, green beans, peas, chickpeas, um, bell peppers, all kinds of stuff in it. And then you just wrap it all up, fold them, fold them shut, tie them together in a pair of two, and then they get boiled for like an hour or so. And when it comes out, it's oh my god, it's just so good. But I had um, to
3: come back in because we're talking about food, and uh, <laughs> I, I've i never had, and I, this is by no means an insult to you, your family, or anyone. I've never had a tamale I liked, and uh, I've had some friends that tell me that no, you, you've got to try it this way. Now, there was a time where I had grits that I didn't like. Until I went down to Atlanta, and I had some grits that oh yeah I will I will drive to Atlanta to I will gnaw my arm off to get to Atlanta <laughs> to eat some some of the grits down there. But yeah. so I am all game if if someone can show me a tamale that I like. Um,
1: don't when, ship when, it to me. Don't when, ship you come, it. when are you coming to Texas, man? They freeze oh, I'll well.
0: Come I'll come. I'll come. in a – give me a couple weeks. It's just starting to get really cold up here, Chad. I'll be right down. There you go. I'm going to spend a few days, though, so keep them in now, the freezer.
1: Okay, you said you said um, it's getting cold. What was your temperature today?
0: I think it was 17 yesterday morning.
1: Wow. Yeah. You know, I, I'm wearing shorts right now. Oh, can my you
0: gosh, gosh. You're killing me.
1: <laughs> hey, I'm wearing shorts, too. The yeah, well, no. difference is I can wear them outside and be out all day and not get hypothermia. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hey, this was our first real cold weekend, so we'll be fine. We just got like 12 more of them. We'll be all right. We'll be all right. But I'm going to come and get warmed up in between times. So, yeah, that's why Brian doesn't live in North Dakota. See, we're kindred that way.
3: Well, I was up at the fireball last week doing some work. I got more trails opened up and woke up one morning and it was literally 11 degrees out.
0: I was like, oh, no,
1: no. Now, nah, I'm that's why I'm in Texas, man. Mm-hmm.
0: We have this car that we hauled this family around in this weekend. I don't know, it was a Nissan. That thing got hot and would not get cooled down. I've never complained about being hot, but my face was all red today, and I got I, everything's so it's brand spanking new. Everything I don't know how to run any of it. I have a Jeep, and it has you know turn buttons and and whatever and and this thing i'm like i don't anybody in here know how to run the the heat in here so i just turned it off it's the only button i could find that made any sense so yeah it was hot those are the kind of vehicles you need up here
1: gotcha yeah
0: yeah i um i love it
1: (laughs) All right, so before the show, we were talking about how we didn't really have a whole lot as far as the pre-show things going on, but I did want, want to mention that, uh, because my wife brought this up to me, was that tomorrow is the winter solstice, 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 however the hell you want to say that, so the shortest day of the year, and then after that, we only get longer, but we're also going to get colder, so go figure. Um, that's about all I've got that and and uh, yeah so today i was i was playing um mr fix it around the the in-laws house i was putting in some new light switches with dimmers on them i put in a couple of outlets that have uh, usb plugs already in them so you've got your two outlets but then you got two usb's on the side so you don't have to have a little thing to charge your phones and then at, at the end my mother-in-law decided Oh crap! I need to get the nativity scene set up outside. So we hit—we had a pallet at the house for some uh, unknown reason. Screwed some wood to it, put a roof—a slant roof on it—and uh, now she's got her nativity scene set up outside.
4: Oh wow! So nice
1: outside of the fact that we don't have a Christmas tree yet, we're almost ready for Christmas.
0: Almost there, close.
1: Almost. Only a few more days to go. <laughs>
0: I, it's close. Well, so that's what we were planning on celebrating. So Shad brought that up because, uh, my favorite day of the winter is when it means days are going to get longer and the sun will be out longer. Um, and then, well, just yesterday, right? Just yesterday was the Reese Across America. I saw some really cool stuff. We kind of announced that last week. Um, so every December Reeds Across America is an, an American day now. Um, It's remember, honor, and teach about um, those that have given everything, not just some, but everything for us, Um, and to remember their families as well. I did have one other holiday or national day that I added to the 28th. So after we get through our holidays, um, and I think this is fitting, it's National Call a Friend Day. And, you know, we got your six at six is a big deal and reach out to six and all of that. And you know what? Let's not forget all of our friends. Um, but holidays are hard, you guys, for a lot of people. Um, so when you're doing your six at six, maybe throw on a couple friends as well from outside your, your, um, serving world and just get in touch with them as well. So there you go. Don't forget about them after Christmas. So, all right.
1: Very yeah. good. Mark
0: is still well, busy. Look at that.
1: He is. So I, I guess that means that we're good to go to go ahead and bring Nick in.
0: Yes. Let's bring in our guest, Nick Richardson.
1: How you doing? Pretty good. How about you?
5: <laughs> oh, just, you know, tired and just trying to take everything in and listen, you know. It's it's great to hear so much patriotic stuff in one one spot for a change.
1: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so what have you got going on?
5: Uh just trying to you know, dust myself off. This year has been very atypical for not just myself, but the nonprofit Washington State. We haven't uh, done a single event this year because certain people on the Seattle side of the state want to keep voting in an idiot for a governor, and he kind of shut everything down. Um, and it, you know, bugs the heck out of me, but I'm not ready to, you know, give up the fight and get out of Washington just yet, you know.
0: Yeah, no. I'd to say Minnesota's probably we got a lot like that going on too and and we're gonna live through it. We're gonna get through it and keep moving forward, which that's what we do. Texas, you're surviving down there, right? Oh
1: of course. Yeah, uh, fortunately um our our lawmakers aren't completely um Californiaized yet. Yeah. If you wanna put it that way. And so, yeah, we can still go out. We can still do things. Um, you know, of course, they want you to social distance everywhere you go. Um, if you're walking into a place, put on a mask. If you're going to a restaurant, you know, you can take it off once you sit down. Uh, although there are a few places here in Texas that are still, like, screw you hippies. And we're going to live the way we want to.
2: Oh, And wow. they,
1: they just walk around. And wow. I love going to those places. But... Um, Outside of that, yeah, we're, we're kind of like the rest of the country, you know, got to wear a mask if you're going to the grocery store, got to wear a mask if you're going uh, wherever, you know, but, um, anyhow. So, uh, Nick, what you mentioned your nonprofit and how you haven't been able to do anything this year, but what is your nonprofit?
5: So I started, uh, greater veterans back in July of 2015 myself, uh, I've never done nonprofit work prior to this. So it's kind of learn as you go sort of thing. And Mm -hmm. what really originally gave me motivation to start this was back in 2012 when I finished my master's degree in criminal justice. Uh, You know, the economy was tough then too. And I wasn't getting a job. A lot of my vet issues were coming to the forefront. Uh, Being an alpha male, I didn't want to go to the VA and admit I had injuries or issues with anything. So I wasn't getting VA compensation at the time and just I was, you know, hitting rock bottom. I wasn't quite suicidal yet, but, uh, you know, not in a good spot mentally. And then, you know, the wife, of course, you know, comes up to me and says, hey, let's try for a girl. And I'm like, what? You want to try for a kid now when everything's on the floor, so to speak, you know, with my emotions, with my mind, everything. And we did. And then my daughter, once I knew she was pregnant, you know, my daughter kind of flipped the switch back. Right. And at the time I just started working out again, working with dogs again, doing that type of stuff. And I thought, you know, it'd be cool if more veterans did this. And that was kind of where it ended in 2012. And then 2015 as we're coming out of more tough times, you know, and all that. I kind of started to piece together what would be in my opinion, a great nonprofit that both could go national and help a lot of people. Uh, And the way we decided to do this is we decided, okay, you need a name that's easy but different, which is why it's spelled with an eight instead of the typical way Mm -hmm. or phonetic. And then you need to define what it is. So I thought, okay, what if we put a cafe bistro a lounge rec area, you have some service dog, dog training in there, a gym, an auditorium for concerts, hiring events, holiday meals, and then like an internet center, like business development type deal. And you make it available to the veteran and their family. And then when we do concerts, guest speakers to anyone in the community and draw veterans off of what I call Veteran Island and bring them back across the bridge to bridge back in the community and realize, you know, when they're at one of our events, and they bump into you know joe civilian and realize they went to high school together or their sister dated their brother what have you they start to melt that ice and start to come back home so that's kind of how we built it
0: awesome that is awesome that's uh i was i got very excited um to hear more about it because your mission statement reads very similar to ours so incredibly similar i'm like this is awesome. We need to connect. We want to do the same things. We're not near each other yet, so it's not even a competition thing. And Mark and I and, and the People's Patriot Project, we don't run on the competition. We run on how many people can we help because we can't reach them all. And so, um that's our uh that's kind of our token statement. And so I I was like, gosh, dang, let's how did I not get him on here sooner? Um so what kinds of things um Mark sometimes says it's a, like he wants to do the one-stop shop. I mean, he wants to have beard trims on site. He wants to have um, yeah, a shooting range, horses, chores, um, like kinds of transitioning outdoor exercise things that, that can help. And um, not to mention the on-site uh, physicians and attorneys and uh, a VA reps, whatever it is that you need to help just make that transition and make those decisions so much easier?
5: Well, we thought, you know, eventually, because Greater Veterans is a nonprofit, we, we put a lot of thought in talking to our legal team about the center itself, right? So, like, if you go to any great music venue, it has its own name, no matter who owns it. It's a separate entity in itself. So we thought, how can we keep it a part of us, but different? So then we came up with the name, uh, calling it the EVAC Center, Every Veterans Assistance Center, because it's a cool acronym for marketing, but it also translates to the veteran community in terms of the word EVAC, you know, getting out of a bad into a good situation. So we thought of that. Then we thought in terms of our live events we put on that we've put several on, how do we keep people here? Because just, you know, here's a couple of random famous vets someone knows Here's some merchandise. That's not going to get it done, even if you do it at a good bar or venue. So we thought, OK, well, let's do music. So like on the music side, we've had, as I mentioned in the pre-show chat, uh, Sailor Jerry's played for us. Um, Amelia Presley, she's a Coast Guard vet. She will be playing for us. We're working with some, on some stuff with her. Uh, Scooter Brown's a good friend of ours. Um, that concert that got canceled in Colville, Washington, that big music fest last fall, he was supposed to play at. I actually went and made a call to the promoters to get him signed to play for that event. Um, Drake White is the headliner. So we do music pretty much as a main main focus after the speakers. We try and keep the speech, you know, five to ten minutes that way. No one gets bored. They can in- mingle mm-hmm. with the crowd, drink whatever they want to do. And then, you know, once the music plays, everyone hangs out, has a good time, and it ends on a high note, no matter what else happens during the event, you know? So we kind of went that route. And then we do whatever we can to support other veterans, veteran causes, uh, veteran business. Um, I try not to be too, uh, what would I say, maybe public and, forthcoming with the what or the why because i still don't know but like i was a club grunt style member for like three and a half years and briefly an ambassador with them before it got too demanding and when they let daniel walk no matter what happened whose fault it was i was like look you don't have a veteran in charge anymore i'm not going to support your company sorry right
0: Uh,
5: so i try and i try and support as many veteran products as i financially can with my own money and Trying to encourage that with other people too, you know, look, you don't have to be a veteran business necessarily to get our support, but if you're a good business in the community doing things the right way, you know, whether you're a veteran or not, if you support veterans, we're going to support you. And that's kind of the culture. I want greater veterans to spread, not just here in Eastern Washington, but nationally. And it's, it's tough with the way things are right now.
0: No, totally.
3: Nick, I, Nick, I totally understand you. Project Die Hard is going nationally. Yeah, definitely. So you and I need to talk. No, so that was the piece that I was listening to you guys as you're going through. I wanted to make sure that we get some, I think, essential pieces into the show today. And uh, you know, Brian Gibson with uh, Die Hard Project, and we got Scotty Sexton down, Forgotten Twenty Two down in Kansas. We've got Nick Richardson with Greater Veterans. How awesome is that going to be when we have fifty? Different organizations that isn't worried about stepping on each other's toes, but working together. And someone calls one of our networks and says, "Hey, I need help." And Brian can say, "Oh, I, I got someone in Minnesota that can do it." Now, I'll put you online. So this is one of the things that we do. I don't. I call it we don't do referrals because we don't do referrals. If someone calls me and they're they need help now, that veteran and first responder is in crisis now. They've thought about all their options. And they've now taken the time to reach out. They don't have time for us to drop the football because that's a fumble. And someone else is going to get possession of that. And that could be one of the bad dudes. That could be suicide. That could be drug addiction. That could be alcoholism. That could be you name it. I can call up Nick Richardson in in, in Washington and say, hey, I got a guy on the line right now. He's he's right there. You know, it might be a three-hour drive but a three hour drive is a lot better than an 18 hour drive from Minneapolis to go make sure this guy or gal is okay. And so I got, I got Holy ghost bumps right now, just because the people we've brought on this show, I can show our cast list. Uh, I have it sitting in front of me of the organizations that we've got together in since March. And uh, I, we're doing what we need to be doing. And um I hope you're part and want to be doing this. We, do, we have a post show after this. If anyone's just hanging out, uh, if anyone's been across the country, uh, you're welcome to come in. One of the things is, I was on uh, Kaufman's uh, podcast this week, and he's like, Mark, why aren't the veterans reaching out? And I'm like, I think they are. I, I do think they are. I'm not saying all of them are, but I do think they are but they're reaching out and they're calling someone that doesn't have the resources and the bandwidth. They're working during the day too. I mean, me and Andrea work during the day as teachers, but uh, people are doing jobs and I've committed to having less than an hour contact time calling the person back. And that's, again, these, these guys and gals are in crisis and they've reached out. And if you don't make that call back, their next call is the bad guy. Whether that's sitting on the bed with their 45 and their bottle of Jack or, or whatever. And I know I'm talking pretty graphic right now, but it's what we're dealing with. And we got to stop hiding and running away from the issues that we're dealing with. At the same time, I don't think every veteran in the country is dealing with this stuff. You and I both know that. Um, but they're able mind, they're able-bodied, and they all decide to serve at one time. I say the People's Patriot Project is an opportunity to continue to serve. I say service is therapeutic. Um, and so, I mean, if we can get this lingo jargon and all this pieces out there, I really think we can do an amazing job. I'm knocking on wood, and it makes me nervous every time I say this, within network. Now, I'm not saying I mean, we're losing 17 to 75 a day. But within VP3 network, we have not lost one since 2018. I don't want to lose that. It scares the hell out of me for to say that. I don't want anyone to prove me wrong. But
5: that's where we're at. Well, and if if I can say something too about, you know, veteran suicide that I've done, you know, I sit on uh, Congresswoman Kathy McMorris Rogers Veteran Affairs Board. Right. And there's she does a lot, a great thing trying to get vets to speak up and try and listen more and that sort of thing. But the problem is when you're in her position, you get stats thrown at you. You got to do your own research. And unfortunately, people in office don't always have time to do that. Or they have an advisor that maybe at times might not be the best. Luckily, she's had good advisors. But on the veteran suicide front, and everyone thinks, how do we fix the VA in this current records act that they're doing to make it like CODIS with the fingerprints, that's getting field tested here in Spokane. And I can tell you, its we'll get on that later maybe, but that's not going to work. But where I'm get going at is everyone wants to say, okay, let's throw money at the VA, right? That's how we fix it. That's wrong. Doctors go to the VA, civilian doctors, a lot of times to get uh, protection from the government through the tort laws. So they can't be sued because they automatically become part of a government entity. Uh, I worked with a vet. Um, I can share his name. I already have permission. Patrick Brotherton. He fell in the Navy. I think it was 20 some years ago. The doctor fused his ang- ang- uh, ankle. Sorry, I can't talk at the wrong angle resulted in him becoming diabetic. the VA doctor and a civilian doctor here in Spokane, the surgeon did not share records. It ended up resulting in necrosis and eventually amputation of his foot. He ended up going to court. Uh, the judge that decided the case ultimately and it was a multi-million dollar lawsuit was uh, Judge Bastian, the one that in the ninth district that's kicked a lot of Trump stuff back and he ended up getting a minute settlement compared to what he should get. But because of his leg missing, he was never, uh, how do I say it felt sociable enough to chase the ladies, have a family, that sort of thing. Not saying that matters to everyone, but a lot of things in his life didn't happen because of this injury. And a doctor could be held accountable if we either A, privatize the VA or change the tort laws. And everyone wants to throw money, Jason Johnson from, what is it? I always screw up his nonprofit, Canine Warriors, I think, or something, Canine Warrior Project. He had a bill that got went through Congress and almost finalized now to where he's allotting, they're allotting $25,000 per service dog uh, with a total cap of $10 million in three years to be on the books to help pay for service dogs, right? And I try not to cuss because it's good what he did. But the numbers are bullshit because the thing is, it doesn't take twenty five thousand dollars to train a service dog. So I have a male and female shepherd you've probably seen pictures of. I'm adding another male and female. And once we get our breeding set up, I will donate one dog free of charge out of every single litter I produce to a veteran of my choosing. There'll be a process. But a service dog does not need all this high level training unless it's a sight dog or a medical alert dog. Right. A general service dog, all it needs to do is not be a jackass on a leash in public, sit, stay. That's it. A good dog uh, is going to come to you when you're in your dire moments and say, hey, dummy, pet me, calm the hell down. You're out of line. My dog does it for me. Last winter, my male shepherd blitz. I fell on the steps at our old house hit the back of my head on concrete in 14 degree weather the wife doesn't get up for another 5 hours i should have froze to death and died but because my dog was outside with me when it happened he pulled my sleeve licked my face and barked at me until i stood up went to the va and found out i had a concussion and cracked tailbone wow. and i didn't train him to do that i trained him to be loyal to us but that's about it and he walks fine on a leash but because someone doesn't have a certificate saying, hey, look here, this is a service dog, then people are saying it's not legit, but they're also failing to realize that, you know, a lot of vets in the spec ops community or uh, veterans that are pilots or veterans that are a cop, firefighter, whatever, if they all of a sudden start getting seen in public with a service dog, whether they need one or not, all of a sudden, they're all the, the homeless vet, the, the vet that's divorced, the vet that's drug dependent, the vet that's suicidal. Why do we need a piece of paper saying, guess what? Your service dog, in fact,
3: is legit. Why do we need that? That's a bunch of horse shit. Well, and I think that's some yellow tape we can figure out. You know, um, this is the exact reason. And we've had many marketing people come into our world and say, you need to specialize. You need a PTSD, sexual military trauma, you, And I'm like, we don't have time for that because you know what, when our veterans reach out to us, we need solutions. And so having this conversation, we we've got a family up here that through a network of about 16 different conversations Andrea has been involved in, we've got a guy willing to donate dogs. We have another group willing to uh, train the dogs. We have, and it's just like put all the pieces together and put all the resources in the same spot. I can't, Here's the deal. I want to pay and make sure someone's putting food on the table as well. And I know some of these people, are. that's exactly, they just want food on the table, a roof over your head. At the end of the day, I tell all my vets and first responders, that's the end of the day, you need a roof over your head, food in your belly, and you feel safe. All the other stuff is frosting on the cake. And we'll get there, but uh, that's the same even for the people that are. We have so many veterans and first responders that are open to helping and uh, we just got to get them all in the same place at the same time and make the call. Yeah.
5: So, well, I and mean, you you and I, not to cut you off, but you and right. I talked about that a little bit in the pre-show. But, you know, depending on what stats and figures you look at, there's 22, there's 40, there's 70. There's all these numbers, uh, you know, and then that's that's the vets that we know about that are in the VA system killing themselves or that you personally know. That's not the homeless veteran. That's not the vet right. that back from whatever or conflict or deployment and said, screw this. I don't want to be a part of any community. I want to be left to hell alone. Right. And you got to take those numbers into effect. And then you got to also take into effect, just like the big pharma theory, you know, the disease is profitable. The cure is not right. It's the same thing with veterans. There's 40,000 veteran nonprofits and maybe a third of those actually do work. I mean, I put a lot of my own money in greater veterans. I got a VA disability rating did I use money for some of my family stuff but I only make $40,000 a year and I still have two kids at home and you know I'm not rich by any means but yet I'm doing it why aren't more veterans stepping up you don't have to be the voice if you can be the money or the backbone why not
3: right that's uh that's one of the funny stories that we got we have a lot of teachers that help us in our network and when I say a lot uh, of the 80,000 involved in our union we got like maybe three that help us. So uh, not an attack on the union, not an attack on teachers. And you know what? Why would teachers invest in this anyway? You know, that's another piece. But he goes, why are not the veterans helping? And I'm like, again, the only thing you do is look in the mirror and say, why are you helping? And that's, I'm not here to say everyone needs the help. I'm not here to say all of us are the solution, to be honest with you. And uh, one conversation, all of us, The the five of us are one conversation away from saving a life today or saving multiple lives today. Anyone that's listening on the show right now, you are also one conversation and or reach out to us, all the above. It's just awesome. Um,
5: You know, and back to that a little bit to kind of, you know, spin off that. Think how many veterans out there, big names. You know, I told you one in the pre-show and there's several, if not thousands that make their whole living off of milking the vet community for everything they have. They'll reach out to nonprofits and say, Hey, I'll come speak. It's going to cost X, Y, Z. Like, I won't say, I won't say the name of the individual, but he's a well-known veteran on the army side. And I reached out to his agent about you know, getting him to speak. Right. And he used to be on my Facebook until an agency took over and they didn't know me. So I got deleted, whatever, who cares, doesn't matter. (laughs) But uh, his cost was 10 to $15,000. And then I reached out to when we're putting together the ladies at Liberty event geared towards getting female veterans at the event and more female veterans on the card than we typically have. We reached out to Jet Girl Caroline uh, Johnson's agent. You know, the first female to bomb ISIS, and we thought that'd be kind of cool. And they were telling me the same thing. And I'm like, you know, not to not to be graphic or sound like an asshole, but other than being born female and dropping a bomb that everyone that does that job's trained to do, what other accolades does she have? What type of draw does she have? Has she ever spoken in this area? And that's, that's the problem is you got to look at it like a show promoter in the music business. If you've never been to this area, uh, you don't have a huge following. Even if you do, what are you going to make? Am I going to lose my ass? And I've brought people up here that have been high dollar and lost my ass and it's came out of my family's budget. And, you know, when I lose $2,500 of my own money, you know, I'm going to be a little little pissed off about it. You know,
3: I love the conversation. And we got so much more to say. You are Love- preaching to the choir, brother. <laughs> Love having Brian Gibson. <laughs> Love having Brian here with Die Hard Project. Um we're going to take a little break. Um one of our great friends, Jen Ford, uh we are going to let her have a moment. Um not need a lot for Christmas. Spend all of
2: our savings on the bill. Maxed out all the credit cards on gifts for the kids Used the same old decorations for the last eight years Now you're stressing by getting something for me Don't need a lot for Christmas, just give me you All your money on high price gifts When a box, oh, I will do but We'll sit under the mistletoe There's the big coffee and that cake cold Don't need a lot for Christmas, just give me
3: is so awesome and uh we have a list and a lineup of artists coming up and uh, we're really excited to present that. We talked with Nick a little bit. He's got a list that he's kind of dropping our way. He's given us permission through a person to play a song tonight and we're going to go ahead and throw that up here in a little bit. Um If you are a veteran or first responder and are you interested in showcasing and getting your stuff out here? I want to tell you, uh I think it was three weeks ago now. Was it that long ago? Two weeks ago. We did our Giving Tuesday Thank You, and we had, it was a it was a compilation of 14 different artists, but we had artists, artists, artists,
2: <laughs> artists,
3: sisters, <What>? <laughs> and, uh, uh, but we had nine on, and oh my gosh, I can't tell you how many times I had smoke inhalation that night and, uh, some, uh, Holy Ghost bumps coming up, and, uh. I'm so excited about the relationships we're building with Nick Richardson of greater veterans and the relationship we have with Brian uh, Gibson of project diehard. Um, there's people that have claimed that I'm crazy for allowing other organizations to come on our stuff. And I'm like, I, you know what? I, I feel good inside when I do it. So I'm not going to continue to do it, man. It's, and uh, we've had people reach out to us and say, you know, that's, those are great people. I've had marketing people walk in and say, you know, you need to simmer down. We talked that piece. I've got a list for a young lady I have to fill out this week. Uh, she wants to know what I've spent for money to to be trained in what I'm doing. Um, I don't know that I need to be trained to be a friend and build a relationship and tell people they, they foxtrot matter. Um, that's not a hard thing to do and uh again thank you nick for being on tonight thank you brian for being the foxhole i i gotta say and i gotta be i i I owe probably andrea the largest accolades i can because she puts up with a lot of poo from me Uh, i know i seem like santa claus on the screen (laughs) and that i'm Jovial, <laughs> uh, I, I definitely have my moments, and uh, she is the glue that holds the People's Patriot Project together. And so I thank you, Andrea. Um, we had such an amazing weekend, and uh, and it's only getting better. And that's, I feel frazzled, but at the same time, there's some pieces we got to get out, and I just think it's important. I'm going to play a little clip for you right now. And Nick, by no means are we done with you yet, but I just want to make sure we get some of this other stuff done. And uh, I want you to listen to this next clip. And I want you to hear the voices in the clip. (laughs) Now, um, I don't know if I'm going to stay on screen the whole time because I don't know if I'm capable of doing that. Uh, I have a persona that I got to protect and uh, it's a little smoky in this, in this space lately. So,
0: I'm going to say one name right now Eric, because I think Eric is watching. Awesome. Yeah.
3: By no means (laughs) does that video even come close to the shock and awe that Bentleyville up in uh, Duluth provided for us. We would like to thank the organizers for the amazing treatment for our veteran family. We'd like to thank uh, Gronk's Grill and Bar again. We want to thank Kohler, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, and Cadillac. They put out a 2021 when I got it, which Andrew had already driven it. When I got it, it had 18 miles on it. It was brand new. It was the bells and whistles. It was the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer that these
2: kids and family <laughs> needed.
3: Um, Barker's Island Inn gave these guys poolside room. Um, it was absolutely, and I can tell you right now, I can't take credit for any of it. The People's Patriot Project can't take credit for any of it. It's these amazing businesses, these amazing Patriot supporters, and friends and family that come out and call for the needs of our veterans and first responders. And we thank you. Um, gosh, those little kids, they just – we had a, a – yeah, we try hard not to exploit and put names out there. And uh, I'm going to say we love you, and mm-hmm. you're deserving – Um, our, our veteran lost his leg in October and, uh, they were going to just forgo all Christmas celebrations and experiences. And, uh, we have a couple families on our list that we're trying to help this year and just give them something. This will not be the year that the family members. This is not the year or Christmas that dad lost his leg. He lost his leg this year, but this is going to be the year that they got to go remember and be part of something amazing and see lighthouses and see things that they've never seen before. So we thank all these businesses. We thank all these people. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's not enough, and we know that we're building awesome relationships, and I can keep going. All I'm going to say is thank you 100 more thousand times. So um, I'll give it to Andrea to see if she's got anything to roll out there other than thank you. Crap.
0: Did you leave anything? Did you leave (laughs) anything? Um, Well, your organizers, that came through. We honestly, so we met this family, their, their benefit was like one month ago, a month and a few days. And then they, they, we, we do a list of gifts and and stuff for our families. And, and on there, we had, I had made a certificate and it. One little part was of, a little family weekend getaway, and that was kind of what they were like. We would really be, and and on our on our kind of family bucket list, <laughs> bucket list is um is uh, this Bentleyville trip, and I've never been there. I've heard it's amazing. I don't know if Mark's ever been there. My daughter ha- was actually just going up in the near future, and um and I'm like, that sounds really cool. Here's the deal they have one weekend open before Christmas and we have like three weeks. We're going to make this work. And, uh, and it did, it came together. And I don't Duluth is a beautiful town. Um, and we stayed in superior, right? It's Wisconsin, Minnesota border. there. So we had to watch some Packers yesterday. Um, besides for that, the whole weekend was amazing. Well, I mean the Badgers one too, the Packers one life was really good over there. Freaking um,
3: Badgers <laughs> stole our ax. Damn it. <laughs>
0: so yeah it was fun it was Merry Christmas and yeah that's what we want to focus on whatever if it's Christmas and that's your holiday this this week in the next couple of weeks have the best one ever if it's uh, if it's a holiday by any other name I want to wish you that best holiday as well um, and if you guys think those voices were amazing you should have heard the voice that saw the dinosaur it was so funny he's so cute
3: there's a piece I didn't get to load, and there's a house there. Um, can you remember the name? I won't remember the Exhibition name. Exhibition Drive. Exhibition Drive. One house. This guy spends his entire time. The house plays to a radio station that he created, plays to the music. And like. And the, yep. And the very last song was a Frozen, Frozen song. Frozen. Yeah. And the little girl that was with us, oh, my gosh. I got a video clip, and I wanted to get it on here. No, she's saying it word, for, a, word. Saying word for word. She's saying it word for word. On earth, that can get through that thing. Without, like, <laughs> Are you kidding? Stop it. This is not, and dad is just a blubbering. Ah, I won't we
0: can hear that. you. Stop <laughs> it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, he kept talking about it all night long. Like for he's
0: a, oh, he's a good guy. Um, don't yeah. ask,
3: don't tell for Pete's sake. You don't cry in the army.
0: <laughs> Nobody so, was crying. All right, so, you're right. It was awesome. It was so awesome. So, all right. Yeah,
3: and with that said, I also want, you also need to remember not everyone is sitting at a table leading a Christmas meal this year. Uh, we've got our veterans that are homeless. We've got our first responders. We've got our, our veterans that are deployed and our veterans that are just away from home. Uh, remember, not everyone gets to be a happy family during this time. It's a lot of stress. Again, if you see, make sure you're doing your buddy checks during this time. Buddies and we call girls buddies. I want to make sure we're all inclusive because (laughs) we got our females too. But I call you my buddy, right, Andrea? Yeah,
0: I'm your buddy. Yeah,
3: I'm my buddy. Um, Yeah, make sure you do your buddy checks. And uh, if it seems off, ask the question. We don't have time to dilly-dally around. I used the word last week. Andrea actually had to look it up and told me I was okay to use it, um, but uh, I think I got two thumbs for it last week. And um, I, it doesn't seem right phonetically, but we can't dilly-dally around this. I know. Spin it up, Peterson. Um,
0: <laughs> was that what I meant? It was just.
3: Gosh, I'm done. You run with it now.
0: No, you're awesome. It's
3: Chad. <laughs> go, Shad. It's you.
1: Oh. Uh.
0: No, I'll bring it back to Nick, though, because he's here with us, and uh, we're not done um, prodding and poking and figuring out. So do you have a, um, a call out? Do you have a wish? Do you have a request? Um,
5: uh, yeah, a little bit of all of that, actually. So, you know, we're, we're big on paying it forward with our organization. Um, real quick before I get to that uh last year at our christmas party because we try to do one every year at my my bfw where i'm a member of we try to do a free concert get together where we don't take donations hundred percent of it goes to that bfw post it's free to anyone that wants to attend um that's what we do we're not doing it this year obviously because governor jay inslee is a complete yeah but uh Last year, we had uh, Jack Yoder, who's a nationally known musician, come up all the way from Colorado on his own dime to perform for us. Um, We've had, you know, another veteran artist, Jesse Quant, who's up here play for us. A friend of mine who passed this year, uh, Jenny Monday, she died in her sleep of a blood clot. Uh, Mother of three beautiful little girls, 35 years old. All the girls are five and under. Her daughter just turned one, the youngest. She was real close to me and my family. Uh, Actually opened the Sailor Jerry event that we did up here. So what we're trying to do, we were thinking about going live, doing a Christmas thing, but it's just not the same. I can't, but back, sorry, I'm kind of getting sidetracked here. Back to our similar Christmas moment of joy that we had last year that I think about a lot right now because it is Christmas time. A friend of ours is the local uh, mall Santa, a very good Santa, looks the part, acts the part, everything. We brought him to the VFW for kids, right? And my daughter had just seen him at the local nursery here that had reindeer a couple weeks prior to that. So we get to the event. My daughter's all dressed up. I'm wearing an elf costume with uh, fat girl pants <laughs> because it's the only thing that Match the role. My buddy's dressed up as uh, Swan, the reindeer from Frozen. You know, we're having a good time. You know, I wore a fanny pack. I know how the Hooters girls feel now with their stuff. <laughs> and, uh, anyway, my daughter walks in and uh, she sees Santa, and there's a picture off to send it to you of her and Santa together. And like, I, I went home and I cried that night like a little uh, kid because. My daughter, legit to this day, still thinks dad knows Hannah. And then my granddaughter showed up a little bit, and we've never done a hoodie for Greater Veterans yet. My son and my daughter-in-law went and had a Greater Veterans hoodie that my granddaughter was wearing. So it was just like, you know, I'm hanging on to that a little bit more this year than even I did last year because I'm looking forward to next year resuming normal life. Hopefully, uh, getting back to the Christmas parties and giving back, which is who I am and who our organization
2: is.
0: That's awesome. That is awesome. And Christmas time, like I said earlier, can be so amazing and yet it can be the toughest thing, the toughest thing there is. And so, um, I just, I just have been trying, especially these last couple of years, to keep that in mind, keep it in the forefront, zero judging, zero placing, just a hundred percent heartfelt, caring and giving and, um,
5: well, I just, you know, I, I got a special ask of your listeners, my listeners, kind of everybody, veteran and non-veteran, you know, to piggyback off that is think about these veteran artists that are taking a shot a lot of states nationally, locally, et cetera, that normally go on tour during the year to provide during these slower times, you know, which winter is for musicians that are essentially sitting there with a huge deficit this year because they're not outperforming, doing what they normally do, or the businesses that give God knows how much money, like some of your sponsors to veterans that have to give a little bit less this year and just... You know, a lot of us have fat on our budget is what I call it, you know, a little excess money, even if it's a dollar or two here and there donate it to somebody, even if it's outside the circle, you normally donate like every year. One thing I like to do and I know some of their CEOs make stupid money, but I do it more for the bell ringers at the Salvation Army. I like to have my daughter put a dollar in the bucket and I always put one in too because a lot of times there's people that the Salvation Army has helped that are disabled, down on their luck, whatever else, ringing these bells, freezing their lady and male bits off, ringing the bell, hoping to get a dollar. And when you drop that dollar in that bucket, you know, just to see the smile on their face, that's kind of why I started Nonprofit is not because it because of me so much, but because when I can do one little thing, bring a singer up here that might not have got a shot to play somewhere else or bring a veteran that's starting, you know, activism on whatever issue, whether it's MST, their book, fitness, public speaking. And I give them a stage to talk on and people there to hear their message. I mean, it's just nice to see their eyes light up that twinkle we all had in our eyes when we served, when we were kids at Christmas and, that's why I do what I do. I like to see that, you know, if you lose hope, all is lost.
3: It kind of feels good, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. it feels good. And uh, I, I will keep going back to the serve and to help is therapeutic. And I will selfishly do it because it makes me feel good. I will selfishly help people. Um, someone told me a while ago I was being selfish for the things I was doing. I was like, <laughs> okay, I'll do it. I'm good. That's however you need to do it. So,
5: well, and and like when I, when I first started greater veterans, you know, I was talking to this older Vietnam vet, not to make light of what he did, right. But he essentially was on a boat in the Gulf, just chilling. He didn't, it's not like he was a ground troop. And I know all of us serve and there's different cogs in the spokes of the military machine. And I get all that and I'm not trying to discredit that. But I was talking to him about greater veterans and whatnot. And his response to me was, Well, because you didn't do 20 years and retire or see enough, you feel you have to do it to justify it. And, you know, I won't say on air what I said to him, but
2: <laughs> he's on the naughty out. list. Yeah,
5: it was a Foxtrot in uniform <laughs> and then some other things, if you know what I'm saying. But, uh,
3: <laughs> it's it,
5: it's just that's what i'm saying is everyone's got to judge you and you know i did a show one time they asked me they said what's it like doing a non-profit and i said well pick the busiest street in your hometown in the coldest time of year and stand on it naked it feels like that a lot of times
0: oh yeah that's a good one
5: mm-hmm.
3: with you buddy with
0: you. i mean I wore, i'll send
5: you some pictures of that too but i mean one of our events i wore a damn pink bunny suit from christmas store and
3: got drunk <laughs> in it and everyone loved it and i felt like i Dumbass! I, you standing naked on a street corner. That's what I really thought the mean, paper I was. was. <laughs> I, no, yeah.
0: I, I know. That, I um, thought that's what
1: you're offering.
0: Uh, <laughs> I was gonna I don't start don't, calling friends. No, no. no. I, was t- I say
3: I was a medic. I've seen enough of you guys. Hey, doc, what's this? <laughs> and no, that shouldn't be growing no. there. No, it's no, awesome. That's
0: fun. Yeah.
3: So. um we're, we're in closing, but we're not done. Remember, we do have a post show. If you're interested in being part of the Foxhole, you can uh, get up on the comments real quick, and uh, we will send you the link to the post show. Post shows afterwards where we can uh, kind of let a little bit more freedom go in what we say and what we do. Um, and we don't have our – we miss our moderator today. We're missing Josh.
0: Josh. Um,
3: I talked to Nick about the thumbs, and uh, we, we're missing him, but we know he's out doing some good things. Um, Mr. Richardson has brought to our table an artist that uh, he wanted us to present tonight, Um, did the quick reach out to her. Uh, We are going to present Miss Amelia Presley, um, and here is her stuff.
4: Listen to me, here's Christmas cheers. Cause you won't be seeing me here. Oh, I won't decorate your Christmas tree this year. You can stay out there toasting cheers with all of your friends. But don't count on me being here when you drag your ass back home again. Your bolts will burn out, your tinsel don't shine. I just won't be waiting this time. I won't decorate your Christmas
2: tree this year. Well, I won't be
4: here this Christmas day. I wouldn't get a present anyway. But have a good time, don't be concerned about me. I'm going back to my mom and dad. They love me more than you ever have. Oh, I won't decorate your Christmas tree. can stay out there toast and cheers with all of your friends but don't count on me being here when you drag your ass back home again your bulbs are burnt out your tinsel don't shine i just won't be waiting this time i won't decorate your christmas tree this year
0: i
2: like
5: all it all right <laughs> so, so amelia is every bit the red-headed spitfire that she portrays in that <laughs> video um she actually served with one of our board members and i had been a fan of hers for a while and then she knew another musician that i worked with and yeah so she's going to be doing some stuff with us next year um was supposed to this year but gotta love the china virus right but uh
3: it is uh, what it is. Exactly.
5: I, mean, I also wanted to say something to, you know, everyone struggling veteran and uh, non-veteran out there that I say to my kids, you know, I, I like to remind them, you know, the only way to live forever is to leave a legacy worth remembering. And I truly believe that. And, you know, tough times don't last. Tough people do. So
3: I love it, Nick. Thank you reach so much. Out. Get a hold of people. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your mission. Thank you for your drive, your candor, Brian, it's always great having you here. We're going to get your thing rolling, moving, and doing what it needs to do and uh, making sure we're taking care of veterans and first responders. Remember, at the end of the day, everyone, we want you to be safe. We want you to have food in your belly. We want you to have a roof over your head. And if you don't have any of those things, reach out to any one of us here on screen. We got you. We got your six. We have your six. And so with that said, we wish you all the merriest of all Christmases. As Andrea had said earlier, whatever holiday you are uh, celebrating during this time, we want you to have that exact same time. And uh, we will see you when this holiday is over. Patriot Pride.